BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. podcast today we have a fun episode for just working it out i have eric on the show today eric how you doing today man i'm doing all right today uh it's been a early morning so i'm yeah. good i'm ready though we'll definitely get into that because it is it has been for me as well i woke up super early uh yeah but before we get into our weeks and all the other fun stuff that we do here on the podcast i did put out a poll on instagram about questions that maybe you'd want answered on the show. So we are going to jump into that. Some of them are stupid as shit. So we're going to start off with the first one that our uncle sent to me. He put, uh, why are you gay? So that's cool. You know, shout out to my uncle for being so supportive. Love that fucking guy. Um, but the next what one does. Dick. I know. Yeah. Fuck you, Kevin. Um, <laughs> this next one does obviously actually, you know, I think it's kind of fun that someone put this. I'm forgetting who put it down, but uh the best amusement park and why so i put well i i would say disneyland for me i just really love going there but as a kid you know all of the rides were amazing when i was a kid but i would say like the last time i went now as like an adult you know i just enjoyed the environment the atmosphere everyone's having a good time the food's great you know um it's just a really fun place to chill and walk around and do whatever but uh what would you say is like your favorite amusement park and why well i mean disneyland's it's fun. It's expensive now, so it's not as fun. Now we have kids. It's not even, it makes it less fun. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fun to see like Miles and how he reacts to stuff, and that's all good. But, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's just a whole nother way of living. You know, when you go with your, you know, Britain and I used to go all the time, and it was just us, and we could just do whatever we wanted. We could, you know, do nothing and just walk around and hang out, eat, drink beer, whatever. Um, you know, not so much anymore yeah well it's kind of like yeah. it changed a lot in the last couple of years and then and then obviously with covid and so now we're talking you know the last two years has been a change for disneyland itself not just us but and then pricing and all that good stuff it all, uh, it all factors in but if i was to choose i would say six flags 
Um, oh, but that's really? because I like roller coasters. Got it. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't been in a while, but um, I haven't been in a long while. Uh, but it is, that's probably my favorite. I think the last time I was there, I pretty much hit everything and was just like all about it. So that was probably, so if somebody was to say, oh, let's go somewhere tomorrow, let's go to a, any amusement park tomorrow, I'd say that. And then, yeah. The other one that I, I do like, and they have been changing a lot, like Super Mario World, I think is coming. Um, uh, it's a universal, yeah. Universal. So that's one I haven't been to in a long time. So I'd like to go there too. If somebody was like, oh, which one have you not been? Yeah. I mean, I would probably say, um, you know, the, uh, you know, I used to go to, I mean, we used to go to Universal all the time. Um, you're over here lagging and shit. Um, are you still lagging? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Universal back in the day was dope, but then they got rid of the Back to the Future ride, which is like just it was just a cool ride because I love the movie. But honestly, like once they got rid of that ride, I was like, man, fuck you guys. So I haven't really been back, but Universal is pretty fucking dope too. Well, you know, now they have uh, Mario Land that's about to open up at some point. Uh, Corey, our friend Corey, shot us a show me a video. Um, like an aerial video and it looks pretty badass. but then, you know, they have the Simpsons land and um, Harry Potter world that I've not been to except for work, which was years ago. I actually yeah. never went there. So that's, those are a couple of things I'd want to check out too. Got it. Uh, next question is, is the Simpsons director a time traveler? Like I said, I wonder, these... wonder where that came from. Uh, Wasn't Brian? No. I, yeah, no. I don't remember who put this actually. I should have wrote down the names of the people, but Brian didn't put this. Okay. Um, well, they definitely seem like be. it. You know, these people are pretty good at predicting stuff or like creating stories, and then something in real life happens that's similar to it. Um, I couldn't really like point you to anything recently, uh, but I know like a lot of people get all tripped out about that. I think like Donald Trump becoming president, it happened. Donald Trump, Trump becoming sure. president was one thing that they did before the world did it. <laughs> before the world did <laughs> um and i wish they a, i really wish they wouldn't have but anyway um that's a funny way to put that and then there was another one with uh fox buying or disney buying fox got it uh yeah so maybe they are a time traveler i don't know i really should have wrote down the names of the people who wrote these questions yeah you should have she could sh- shout them out dude. yeah yeah well i mean they'll they'll know that that's them and their question uh, the next one is how is your fitness journey going and tips to plan to stay on track? Well, uh, I've lost like 20 to 25 pounds. I think I gained like 10 yesterday from eating like dog shit. Um, it was so good though. All of it was, it was really good food. Uh, my tips to, or tips to plan to stay on track are just consistency. And, you know, when you think you don't want to do it, get out there and do it like lately during the week. Um, you know, when I'm home from work, like I'll get on Xbox and play Halo and I get bored in 30 minutes and I go outside and work out instead of sitting there being bored and playing games. So that's kind of like my motivation right now is if I'm bored, get outside and do something. Um, so that's kind of it for that. Well, it's nice to see. Um, I don't want to get all like sentimental, but it's nice to see that you're sticking to it, Ryan. I'm trying to, man. Proud yeah. of you, buddy. I appreciate it because it's tough as fuck, especially. Oh, when, I know. Like, but the thing is with you, though, what, what I was going to say is like for me, when I used to go with Chris, it was like, OK, Chris is there. You know, I can go count on him. He's going to show me what to do. And I just literally have to follow him, which is one of the biggest things for me. I just didn't want to 
like oh i can go like oh we'll do arms today or legs or chest or back or this or that i, I didn't want to think about it i just wanted to follow him yeah so let him figure it out and then our schedules kind of got messed up and then you know whatever so i haven't gone to the gym and what how a long ass time and then but for you it's um I mean, I know it's cool that the the treadmill you had purchased is there. So it makes it a little easier not to have to leave the house, but uh, that still doesn't make it easier mentally to get your ass out there and, um, you know, want to do it. So I'm proud of you for doing it, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so fun to get out there and put the speaker on and just listen to music, get on the treadmill or like lately I've been doing, you know, uh, uh, workouts with the dumbbells. So I'm doing like a whole routine with that and trying to just get better at it every time. But yeah, it's, it's just so satisfying. Like working out just makes you feel better as a person. So like one day I even had like a headache. I just felt like shit and I just went outside and worked out and I was fine. Like it's, it's crazy what working out can do for you. Um, but obviously I'm doing it on my terms and I I think that's why I'm happy about it, but I'm doing it the way I wanted to. And I, I waited way too long to start it. Yeah, but you did start it and that's kind of the the point of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know as well as I do, people have said, "Oh, you know, why don't you go work out, Ryan?" Blah, blah, blah. like I mean, everybody says it to everybody, right? Yeah, of course. But that doesn't really help, you know, which is part of you know, that's always been one thing I think about us as while growing up, it's like everybody wants to say something about something, you know, family-wise, even some friends, right? But, you know, they're not the ones doing it. You know, they, they can open their mouths and say what they want. But until they start doing it, it's like, well, OK, thank you for your opinion. But, you know, I'm going to do it when I want to. So that's another thing. that's like I said, and it's not that you just started it and then said, fuck, it. you've been doing it. You changed your eating habits. You've been you bought a treadmill, you bought dumbbells like you're doing it. So it's very cool to see you finally do it, but on your own terms. But yeah, and that's how people should be doing it, you know? So anyway. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think uh, you and Chris, we definitely, I think I went to the gym for like a week with you guys or just Chris, maybe you guys definitely tried, you guys definitely tried and tried to like be there for it. Right. Cause I kind of agree with you. Like it is annoying when like someone, it, you know, suggests doing something in your life, but they're not even doing it for themselves. I'm like, why the fuck are you talking to me about it? Like you go do it. You know, right. I, I mean, they meant well, but I get what you're saying. It seems kind of like, all right, well, you're not even doing it for yourself. So, well, I mean, yeah, it always means well, but like you have to lead by example. I mean, yeah. you do that in life. You do that as a parent. You do that. You should do that as a uh, sibling, you know? And I, I mean, I tell my guys all the time, like for work, yeah, I won't ask anything of you that I won't do myself. Hands down, you know, working on the weekend, working overnight. So so it's hard to have somebody sit there and kind of, I don't want to say bash you, but just like bring it up or like whatever and not do it. I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about and yeah. you know, it's kind of unfortunate, but again, kudos to you for sticking to it and doing it. I mean, it just, it's awesome. It's well, it, happy to see it, dude. Yeah, no, I appreciate it a lot. Seriously. It means a lot to me. I just think like the thing is too, though, like, you know, even till this day, I'm a massive human being and like, I've never felt like it my entire life. Like I've always felt like I was a small person in a big person's body. I know that sounds crazy to probably hear, but like, I never feel my size. I've never like felt like it physically or, uh, well, I mean, definitely physically, but I think it's more of a mental thing. It's Mm -hmm. very, it's very strange to me. I don't know why, 
Um, I don't know if it's because like I was picked on when I was younger or, and I let it get to my head. I don't know what it is, but it's nice to just finally like kind of start working on shaping myself into the person I want to be. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely dope, but yeah, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> um, uh, next up is Brian's question. This one's, this one's Brian's cause it's dumb as fuck. Oh, so yeah, okay, everyone, yeah. everyone bear with me on this. His question is, has anyone really been far even as decided to use, even go to do look more like, yeah, that's what Brian sent. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah. Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh the next he's one's the best he is he's fucking awesome dude and the next one's from tina so i do remember this one uh she asked what is our favorite or best in our opinion decade of high school movies so i think it's a fantastic question because i think like it's like right after your high school kind of ended i guess and then mine started but like i could have said like super bad and like sex drive you know i think like those kind of movies that are like when i was in high school mm. But I actually think National Lampoon's Van Wilder and Not Another Teen Movie takes the cake and American. I was going to say, I was going to say my era, but then you brought up Superbad and Sex Drive. And I'm sure there's, um, what's the one where there's like, it was three dudes. They have a giant party. It was a real, it was supposed to be Project X. Project X. That was a good movie. So I would say it's probably like between us because I remember movies. I guess mine might have been more. Well, because you kind of grew up with like Can't Hardly Wait um man i'm blanking on all those i wish britain was here for this uh but just that kind of realm um i know mean girls was huge kind of i didn't watch it at the time i've seen it now but it's pretty good uh, actually <laughs> it's not horrible I yeah mean, no it's, whatever it's yeah. funny to watch those girls how young and everybody amy poehler too you know looks funny yeah. um just different i guess but i would say it's probably probably I don't know. Well, I just Probably think like the 2000s to 2020, 2000 to 2010, somewhere in there. Cause you were, that would have been, yeah, I'd have to look at the movies. It's a good question. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, cause at the end of 1990, the nineties, you had American pie, but immediately mm. in the early two thousands, you had Van Wilder and not another teen movie. Like, I don't think you can beat those. Right. I don't think those are like, those are like the best high school movies in my opinion. Um, yeah. Do you hear Luna in the background? slightly okay um so yeah i think that's a really fucking awesome question because i do actually like look back at that a lot like movies that came out when i was in high school or or music that came out when i was in high school and you know what it meant to me in high school so uh, Mm -hmm. awesome question uh my friend amber said what kind of drugs do you do so (laughs) just random as shit i mean (laughs) She's we don't me. do any drugs. Wink, wink. No, she's no. Uh, she's one of the people I met at Sprouts. She's one of my favorite people. She's just an incredible human being. Um, I mean, the question could have been more past tense. What drugs have you done? Which is very, which is a very limited few. But since we're talking about it, Ryan's a very good boy. Yeah. It's me that's uh, given him the uh, What did I give you first? It was a half of a Green Hornet gummy, and that yeah. went well. Yeah. Um, our mom thought Ryan was depressed. He just was literally high. And uh, <laughs> we, we laugh. We still laugh about that today. Um, I think that's it. And then for me, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's just been literally uh, weed, alcohol, and then twice I've used cocaine. <laughs> so, <laughs> twice uh, he's dabbled with the booger sugar. Hey, man. You know what? <laughs> Whatever. When in Rome. Yeah, you're not. You're not. <laughs> You knocked it out and here we are. You're still doing great. Yeah, uh, dude. You're doing better than ever. 
It's cool though, because I don't have an addictive personality. So I don't, I never, I know that that's kind of something they say, but um, and like I said, it was just a spur of the moment type where I was at that time thing. So Dude, yeah. That's kind of interesting. Actually, you don't have an addictive personality at all. Like, I don't think you're addicted to anything. Like one of your hobbies is collecting vinyls, but you're not like addicted to it. You know, like you just, you just love it. You just have a passion for it. It's not like if a record came out and you really, really didn't need it, you like, you liked it, but you're like, I don't need it. Then you wouldn't yeah, buy it, wouldn't you know, buy. like you're not going to be like, oh, I have to have it, you know, uh, right. That's interesting. I never really thought the only thing that. I've ever considered being quote unquote addicted to was like energy drinks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, which Agreed. I still have not been able to kick. I've slowed down a lot, which is why I took all those waters from you yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one week I didn't have any. And then like last week out of the whole week, I've had, I think five out of the whole week when I used to drink like three a day. So I've kicked back a little bit on that. Um, it's just trying to find something that substitutes uh, that it's not, I don't even feel like it does anything to me. That's why I was like, okay, well, those waters are like the, the liquid death that you've been drinking was helpful. So that would be the only thing I would quote unquote consider me being addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, addicted to my wife damn dude shout out, to Britain. shout out to the couple session coming soon oh yeah um yeah speaking of like being addicted to like energy drinks potentially uh i feel like i was like 100 percent addicted to soda and that actually goes into the next question which is why liquid death uh, i forgot who put this one uh i used to drink soda like anyone could drink anything in the world the amount of soda i used to drink was disgusting and it may- definitely is a reflection of my health and why i got to where i was at um you know for anyone who's listening an example would be like during summer, I remember like working in Temecula when I first started this job I'm at now. And, you know, I'd go to a Del Taco, it's super hot. And I would literally, I'd be able to order. If you can think about it in your head, two large cherry Cokes. Yeah. Did you drink both? Really? Probably I could probably, no, I'm not. Yeah. I did drink both throughout like the period that they, I had them and I was working pound one. And then yes, I could literally probably pound both in less than 10 minutes because of how thirsty I wasn't because from sweating and working mm-hmm. and like to not to look back at that, it's like, holy shit. So when people yeah. are like, Oh, you drink liquid death. I'm like, well, I love carbonated drinks always have. So liquid death is only 20 calories and two grams of sugar. So it's, it's a, just a fantastic replacement to soda. And then I've been drinking a lot more water in general anyway. So yeah. Hashtag not a sponsor, but liquid death. If you're listening, Hashtag sponsor us. You know, um, liquid death though, I was, you know, I've had the water, water, just the regular water and it's fine. It's, it's I feel good. like it's like uh, really kind of smooth, if you will. I feel like some waters, everybody's different, but some waters to me, like Arrowhead sucks. Arrowhead's um, pretty rough. Aquafina is kind of rough too. But uh, the sparkling water, I think it just, I, mean, I think it's just the carbonation. Like I said, in the morning, I can have one of those and be just fine it feels like i'm drinking like a, a red bull like i said the reason i drink red bull is not because of the caffeine and to wake up and be energized it's just i want something to drink in the morning and it's either coffee and it just depends on what i'm doing that day because well, spoiler alert coffee uh, makes me want to go to the restroom and i don't want to do that if i'm on a construction site so if i don't have coffee i need something else and that's why i would drink red bull just the flavor is what i like it doesn't do anything else for me yeah, but the liquid death, uh, kind of, it's tw- like Ryan said, it's, you know, twenty calories, two gra- what you say, two grams of sugar, but it just tastes like watered down Sprite, 
or the mango one's really good too. Yeah. So it's just a, a better alternate. And then at the end of the day, when I'm done drinking it and I've, I realize I've drank and uh, drank a whole can of sparkling water. I'm like, okay, well that's cool. Cause that was just water. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And then honestly, when you start getting used to it and like you drink them all the time or, you know, one a day or two a day, dude, the, the, the lime, good. the liquid death lime is really yeah. good. Like you start getting settled into the flavor and it's like, damn, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth a, a try if somebody's you know interested or whatever but yeah i would say like if you're trying to get out of the soda realm because it's just a dangerous place to be uh definitely try out liquid death or other sparkling beverages but you talked about coffee making you have to poop sometimes and that actually leads into our next question from david which is really stupid but we're going to answer it anyways because he's an awesome human being can you poop pee and sneeze at the same time i've done it i've done it too i'm not gonna lie i've done it when I wasn't trying to, and I laughed. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying. Well, yeah, you're not like, all right, I'm waiting for this. Uh, I'm like a hundred percent sure I was laughing my ass off when it happened too. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I just did all that. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. That's our, uh, those are our questions. Thank, thank you, David. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Uh, you played with him on Xbox before. I can tell you that much. Perfect. Oh, David. What's that? Uh, show, what's show Ryu Kage. Got it. Um, yeah. He's from here. Uh, yeah. So thank you everyone for sending in your questions. This was actually a ton of fun. So we got to keep this up. Um, but yeah, uh, how was your week, man? Well, it was a lot. I don't know. It was fine. I guess I don't want to say it was long because it's just, I just feel like my weeks are, um, they just coincide with each other. I don't know what day it is and all that stuff. So it always feels like it's the same week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just busy though. I mean, just really, really busy. Well, for people who obviously are listening and clearly aren't going to know, like without getting too specific, you know, cause you don't have to, but what it, what, what, um, to give people a grasp on what you do, like, what do you do for work? I am the regional installation manager for a draft beer company. And I have been, I don't even want to say I was promoted. I mean, I guess I was sort of promoted. It's not like anything happened. We'll get to that later. But um, <laughs> I was given more responsibility. Let's go with that. There you go. To not only run the two and a half, three guys that I have in California, but also work out of three other states back east and run that team and kind of uh, pick up the pieces over there since a different guy got promoted, which is which is good for him. And um, yeah, so it's just been, a, you know, it's just been a real, I don't want to say difficult, just different um, thing to try to grasp. Um, you know, I know how we operate out here and that's per- pretty much my, why, I mean, it's my fault how my guys operate out here, but California's got traffic. I like to get on these job sites early. So we, you know, I'm up at four in the morning, you know, three thirty four in the morning to try to get to these places. Whereas, you know, back East, they don't even start to like eight or nine and uh, which is fine. It's just different, you know? Yeah. So they get to the office and I'm waking up and driving and stuff like that. So just been very busy trying to do deal with different personalities, uh, learn these guys, you know, I haven't met them in person. So it's hard to build a relationship over the phone, if you will. Um, I probably need to start doing more like Zoom meetings, Google Meets, and trying to get more personal. And then I got to get out back east and meet those guys and try to see what I can put in place and help out a little bit. But so far, so good. I mean, 
Um, like I said, it's just a lot to deal with on both ends. And then just when you think you got something figured out, there's a curveball. So it's always fun. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, when it comes to the guys in Tennessee, you know, people that you're only on the phone with, maybe treat it like you did with Xbox people when you were actually playing that back in the day. You made a lot of really good relationships over Xbox with, you know, Necrotus and Guyver, you know, some yeah, of the other guys you play with. Yeah. Like I said, it's going well. It's just learning um, these guys and how to, what they want or not what they want, but what they like, I guess, and how to maneuver around a couple things. And, you know, I've already had some butting of the head and with a couple guys and, you know, just kind of putting my foot down a little bit and saying like, you know what, I, I don't care. I, I don't want to deal with this. You know, this is not what I want for our team. So if we can move past this, then great, but we need to figure out a way to do that on a couple things. And then, um, just trying to utilize people in the right way. And uh, like I said, we cover, I've got like four, three veteran guys and um, one new person. So it's kind of that area too. It's like Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama is where I'm covering. So with four guys, it's kind of hard to cover that area a little, not hard, but it's more difficult with drive time. Cause you know, we have stuff down at the coast. We've got stuff North, South, everywhere. And uh, just learning a whole different, you know, areas is another issue that I'm, our challenge. I mean, that's just been something I've had to try to navigate basically. And my boss has been really, you know, real helpful and, and, um, he's dealing with a lot of stuff too. So it's kind of not that I don't like to call him and ask him questions, but I try to take, I try to take on as much as I possibly can. And that's just kind of how I've always done things. True. I mean, not that you're asking for any type of advice, but I would just say like, you know, I don't know if you're actually telling these guys that you don't care about specific things that they may be saying, cause you need it done a certain way, but maybe just leveling with them or letting them speak their mind, but then, you know, switching switching the conversation over into what needs to be done because, you know, I've worked with you. Uh, you were an install manager when I worked with the company and we've done installs together and uh, seeing you work and, you know, being your element is truly inspiring to be completely honest. Cause you're just so good at what you do and you know how to just fucking get stuff done. Cause you know, that job, um, you know, installing a beer system, anything can go wrong or things have to be as precise as you can possibly have it because it's so crucial to the system and how it functions. And you're, pretty good at handling anything that would come up any speed bumps that are along the road. So you can definitely, you know, level with these guys and explain the situation to them. And, you know, you got to remember too. Yeah. Your boss is busy, but the more you put on your shoulders, it's just going to affect your personal life and your life in general. You know, there still needs to be a balance, you know, uh, just, have yeah, to- well, you're right, but I've never been able to find a balance, whether it be with work or with uh, personal uh, stuff either. True. It's you know, not easy at all. And I couldn't imagine it being in your position, you know, considering you have to call on three other states and, you know, make sure the installers are getting their shit done. Plus the guys in your own territory and then traffic alone is a beast in this state and almost feels like a different job on its own uh, navigating through it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it makes it a little tougher, you know, um, when you think you have something figured out in your backyard and then it's, and then, like I said, you get a curveball and it's the opposite, you know, you, I mean, honestly, you think you can kind of utilize some specific people and give them um, 
as much help as possible and it still just is not enough. Yeah. You know, so it starts to, you start to question what you, what you've done and how you're going to do it and where you need to go with everything. Um, you know, so it, it, yeah, there's not really, yes. I mean, I know that you're supposed to you know, ask for help and all this stuff, but there, I really don't have anybody necessarily that I feel like I can ask for that help. You know, I'm, I'm, I always end up just putting everything or as much as I can on my shoulders and trying to run with it. Um, and it, it eats into, you know, I try not to have anything affect home life because it's not the same. And, you know, what happens during the day at work shouldn't affect your home life. Um, have I done that? Yeah, a little bit. Do I, do I think about it when it happens or afterward and then try to stop it, you know, or, or not do it? Yeah, absolutely. Cause there's no reason to, um, but the other good thing is like the owners and my boss, you know, they, they do tell us like, you know, Hey, you know, you need to take time. You need to have time with your family and this and that. So it's not, so honestly, it's more, it's honestly a little bit more myself than anything, you know, how I am rather than being, I'm not being chastised or like hounded, hounded by my boss or anything like, Oh, you didn't fucking get this done. Like, I'm not even, it's just me trying to get things done and move the needle, I guess, is, and kind of show my guys, uh, I don't know if it's working, but try to show my guys that, again, you know, I'm willing to do what needs to be done to uh, do the my job to the best of my ability and get things done. And so it just, it all kind of comes crashing down a little bit sometimes on me, but, you know, I get through it and move on to the next day. Maybe the problem is that it's more of been it's something that you've had to deal with your entire life working at jobs, whether it be your grocery store or any of the other jobs that you've had, you know, you've always had to be the one that has to step up or like just take care of business because no one else wanted to or something. But eventually, you know, with your current position, like it's going to burn you out eventually. So hopefully, you know, down the line, you're able to come to a crossroads where you have it figured out or you actually have the help that you you know truly need to not have to keep going and doing extra shit, you know, doing all the installs and stuff. And, you know, you know, you actually do get the assistance you need to uh, complete jobs and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough still though. I mean, even personal, personal life and stuff kind of is the same thing, same way, you know, I always feel like um, have to be taking care of things on my end and, um, you know, trying to throw stuff, everything on my shoulders when I don't need to. So it becomes a, becomes a little much. So it's not just, like I said, it's kind of like me. It's not really, I don't know if it's because of something or someone or how we were, I was brought up or what I dealt with, but you know, it just uh, is what it is. I think at this point, a little bit, just like I said, man, just trying to, take care of as much as I possibly can, you know, like Friday, I, I had a whole plan Friday and I just didn't, uh, I was unable to get what I needed done for numerous reasons. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, had a couple job walks that went really well in the morning and that started my day really, uh, really good. And they were local to, uh, like Anaheim. And then I was going to go to Huntington to meet with my installers and they weren't there. And I was like, what are you, like, what are you doing? 
you know, it was a, it was a spur of the moment thing, but I had kind of let them know like, Hey, you know, there may be a chance that we do like half an install. So keep it in mind. And actually now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I told one of the guys, but either way, it's like, I need you to go to the shop, get the stuff and meet me here. And I was at this place. I was at the account for like close to an hour, I think before they even showed up. And I'm just like, dude, I've just wasted an hour waiting for you guys. So I could, you know, help you out a little bit and tell you like, Oh, this goes here, this, this, and this, you don't have to call me and ask these questions. It's harder to explain over the phone. And uh, my lead guy out here has just kind of been, something's going on with him. So it's making it worse for me a little bit. You know, I'm just, like I said, just trying to take care of some stuff. And, and then once I, you know, and so once I was done with that, I was uh, trying to get, a couple other things done and um you know and then i get an email from somebody that says hey you know can you come can you go do this potentially or can you have one of your guys go do this <clears throat> and i was like well i'd prefer that my guy was like working and training rather than going to pick up a check <laughs> like why 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 do we need this check right now like it's stupid because i picked it up and then i didn't even take it in to the office so what do we like why couldn't we have just mailed it it was i guess my question and then on on top of that you know we're dealing with this other place out in la like downtown out or well i guess it's uh, it's closer to west hollywood but and you know they want these little tap handles for no reason um i was talked about it we talked about it on thursday and I told Oscar <laughs> and I told him, I said, okay, well, we can, buy, we can get these for you. Just where do you want them shipped? And he says his house. And then the GC calls me on Friday when the things are going to arrive at Oscar's Friday in Chino when they, and I'm, and he's like, Hey, uh, I need these things. You know, the, they're doing a photo shoot. They need them on by Saturday. And I'm like, well, I shipped them all to Oscar's. So, you know, and again, it's my fault for not just saying like, you guys need to figure it out. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to help, which is probably my biggest flaw to a degree. Because like I said, it just puts more weight on me. And then in co and then coinciding with that, the check thing in Pico Rivera. And I was like, man, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I told these guys, I said, hey, I'm going to have, I have to go to Pico Rivera which is like 40 minutes from where they were. Yeah. I just didn't want to go all the way into LA and uh, you guys can come get them. And they did. So, you know, but it's just like, like I said, just throw like that threw my whole day off. And then I got a, a screw in my tire. Luckily I was in the parking lot at the, where I was trying to pick up that check. So it kind of worked out. But then at that time, at that point, I was just like, you know, I've been up since five. It's like one. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going home, you know? And, and then to top that, you know, I've been, I had been talking to you because we want to go see Top Gun. Right. Yeah. And just these little, uh, you know, of course our dad was, you know, we were going to go with him and he was slightly irritated that uh, we changed the plans and didn't go. Yeah. Never had purchased tickets, never had talked about a specific time either. So it's not like, I mean, yeah, we talked about it. It wasn't like a hundred percent set in stone and, you know, just to get these little comments on top of everything else I'm dealing with is just not something I need. I was like, you know what? I'm definitely just going home, which you and I had again had talked about. But and then to top it all off, <laughs> you know, she goes to pick up the kids, and of course she's got oh, you know, 
oh, Eric's on one today. Like, why? What do you need to say that shit for? Yeah. So it's just, you know, I imagine there's a ton of people that are dealing with stuff like that, whether it be their parents or spouse or boss or whoever. But, um, you know, it's just, it really starts to wear you down on the inside. You know, you can put a brave face on and just continue doing stuff, but it starts to wear you down. And uh, sometimes I do see where, where and why Chris is the way that he is with not the way that he is, but why he kind of keeps distance. And, um, you know, obviously he's busy, right. With work. And then he, you know, he works doubles because he's a sheriff and all that stuff. But I, I do see some of his point, you know, <laughs> so whatever. But you know, I just went on a tangent. You know, I think it is annoying, though, like when when people can tell, like, you're just not having the best of days. And it's it's really nice for anyone to ask, of course, like, you know, like, hey, like, how's your day going? Like, is everything OK? Like, that's fine. But it's like it's when you're upset or you're you're just not having a good day. People like talk to you, like get the fuck out of it or like just change your mood in that moment. And like, I hate that shit. Um, it bothers the hell out of me when they're like, hey, you know, why are you upset? You know? You should be happy or whatever, because I'm not having a fucking good day. You know, not every day is going to be good. You know, in two hours after I get home and chill the fuck out, I may be perfectly fine. Might need to yeah. cool off. So, yeah, like little remarks and shit. They're so annoying. And, you know, uh, I guess for me, I understand better because I did that line of work for six months or whatever. Like and I, I did experience to a degree a, a good variety of, you know, situations where I can understand where, you know, being the one who's running the show now and still having to do some of the installs and all that other bullshit and these little house calls to pick up checks or deliver these, you know, um, uh, taps, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's a lot, man. And then no matter what the traffic you have to deal with on the way back or there, it's rough and it wears you down like a motherfucker. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of variables in there, but I think ultimately it sounds like you should probably stop doing so much for other people because, it seems to be more of a detriment sometimes than the good that you, that you want it to be. Well, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, now that we're talking about doing stuff for the people and all that, but you know, I tried to trying to help out when I can. And I've decided that I'm going to start staying home to work when on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if I can, um, to slow down the, the, uh, usage i guess and the drive i mean on on not only myself but the vehicle and gas the way it is so you know i don't drive a economy car i drive a work truck and you know trying to utilize some uh not utilize that those those things but you know you i try to take a little bit more pride it's just it's a weird deal dude you know i've I've worked with this company for a while and a couple times and it's like every time i try to get something going with people, it uh, never really seems to work. And I'm trying to have a more positive mind because my boss has a really good mindset. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things I'm trying to navigate, I guess, a little bit, but I'm trying to push on, you know, one of the other managers because he's a brand new person and have him understand, like, you know, I know we all have a lot to, that we're doing. Um, but, you know, we got to step it up a little bit. We got to help each other out. You know, so I was out there in the warehouse taking care of his stuff to clean up because I take a little, I try to take more pride in what I'm doing 
you know, if somebody was to walk in, if like not even somebody, when I walk into that place and I see how, how it's been, how it's been going for days after I haven't been there, it's like, dude, what the fuck? And I can either try to ignore it or it doesn't really matter because I'm going to walk by it anyway. So, or I have to go out to the, the shop and look at stuff and, you know, it just becomes a, again, it just becomes a lot that I'm trying to throw on my shoulders and get done and try to take care of my guys. And, you know, one of them that had been in the office for a long time that he doesn't really want to go back in the office. So I try not to have him in the office, you know? Um, so it's just, there's a lot to factor in, in your mental, uh, trying to take care of this stuff. And just because you're the quote unquote boss doesn't make it much easier. You know, you take on more as a, as a leader or as a boss than you, than you think. And yeah, sure. The money becomes uh, nice when it's more because you've taken on more responsibility, but it, you know, it doesn't make much easier. So it's just a lot, but you know, there are times where, when it's, uh, it's rewarding as well. I mean, you know, you know, you, your job's pretty, pretty strenuous and, and you worked your ass off for three years to get where you are now. And, and you're still working your ass off, I think, to a degree. I mean, maybe a little less, but I think you're doing a lot more other things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just what it is. I mean, it's people, we'll see how everybody kind of does, right? you know, you, you walk through the fire and stuff and see if you can come out unscathed. And, uh, so far I've, I've been able to, to a degree, but, um, you know, it's just, I'm hoping things get a little bit easier, but we'll see how everything goes. Yeah. I mean, maybe motivation's an issue too. One of the things my company really prides itself in is, you know, us having team activities or area activities or even company activities. So like, or instead of, you know, we have a general sales meeting coming up on Thursday and instead of just having it over zoom or sending a PowerPoint and saying, Hey, stupid, look at this. Like we're all going to get together as a company and, you know, go over products and stuff, but have lunch together and, you know, do some activities or just get together. And, you know, some of the bosses, some of the biggest bosses in the company will be there and everyone gets to talk to each other and mingle, like make it more of an experience rather than just, work, 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 shut up, go home and sleep and come back. You know, like there definitely needs to be some more to it. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, for you guys, you got some pretty, you know, you got some restaurants down there, some cool lunch spots, like maybe everyone just goes to lunch one day or, you know, on a day that you can plan because you have most of your installs planned anyways. So maybe one day where it's a little bit lighter or local, for instance, uh, maybe, set up some type of activity where you guys go bowling if you can, you know, or go to lunch together, even if it's like after hours. And unfortunately you, you would have to suffer because you live so far, but uh, you know, maybe do something with everyone to boost morale. And then, you know, when you get a chance, you know, to fly to Tennessee and, you know, actually in, you know, meet the guys in person, maybe take them a lunch or something and really get to know them and what they're about when people, you can be a good boss all day and, and do your best to provide the best you can, you know, uh, to your, you know, experience your coworker or your employees and, and help them out as much as possible. But sometimes getting to know them a little bit too. And on a personal level, doesn't mean you have to be friends or anything, but at least knowing their, where they come from and everyone understands each other and, you know, who you are as a person as well, you know, it definitely makes you want to work for that person that much more, uh, definitely creates more motivation because sometimes a check isn't enough. Yeah, it's, it, uh, I agree. I mean, it, it would be nice to do more of that kind of thing. And um, it's just, that's also been kind of something too, that 
I don't know, man. It's weird. You know, you get some of these older, older people who've been there and they're kind of jaded. Um, and it doesn't really help what you're saying, you know, so you, you know, you want to bring that, uh, you want to do stuff like that and, um, and, uh, try to get people more involved and show that this is a different place to work for. And, um, it just becomes real difficult with some people, you know, I told, I had to tell one of my guys the other day, I said, honestly, you know, we've been talking and this and that you're just tainted, dude. You know, I'm sorry that you, that you feel the way you do, but you know, everything that you're bringing up and thinking about all these other people, um, they're not even around anymore. And and then like, he'll bring other stuff up and it's, it's not really his concern. I've pushed him out to make sure that he's doing one thing and that's installing and, leading our team and yet still he's concerned with other people and other things and like dude you just got to relax it has nothing to do with you you know so it becomes daunting with with different people you know different uh ideologies and kind of work mindsets and um but yeah i mean it it would be nice to kind of yeah maybe i need to do something like that and just say hey you know we're only going to be here for four hours and then we're going to go have lunch and go bowling or something to just hang out, you know, I, I don't know if that would benefit. And it's also weird too, cause not weird, I guess, but it's different. Just, we can't, uh, we only have a couple guys, so it wouldn't be, it would be like just like four of us, which isn't a problem. It's just, if you're going to do something like that, I feel like you probably want to do it with uh, most of the, uh, team not just like installation because there's our service guys too but they've those are that's a whole nother monster they created it's 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 amazing what they've done with those guys in the worst way (laughs) because they're so uh money hungry and money driven on um specific things to get um commission Mm -hmm. and stuff that that's honestly all these guys care about which you know i don't blame them you know, they, they need to make their money and they need to be out there doing some sales and stuff. But man, like that's like their main issue is like, oh, like, I don't know. Man. They just created monsters and they created monsters on the, the management side. It's like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't have those guys out for, we can't pull one of those guys out. What are you talking about? They need to be out. So it's just a weird dichotomy that they've created of, you know, work. And then, and then the, it's funny too, because, you know, we brought up like going to a baseball game, everybody. And, you know, some people are like, Oh, I don't want to fucking go. You know, you almost have to make it mandatory. And I don't even know. I mean, I guess it, it probably couldn't be because it's off, off the clock hours, but like I said, man, I'm just trying to do what I need to do, do my job. Uh, I have things that I needed to take care of first and foremost, my house and my family and stuff, and then move on from there. So it's just a, uh, a lot to deal with sometimes, but you know, yeah, pretty much. Family's intense, you know, but it's fun. It's rewarding to watch your little humans become what they are. So that makes it better for me, anyway. Yeah, they're little monsters. They're awesome. They're fucking adorable as shit. Oh, there goes my camera. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, my work week was kind of whatever wasn't too bad 
Yeah. So it seemed like you were pretty busy this week. I mean, when I was talking to you or trying to talk to you, I called you and you'd be busy or whatever, but. Yeah. I don't know why this works. Uh, yeah. So I had my boss with me on Tuesday. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then he was with me and one of the merchandisers for the team, one of the veteran merchandisers. So yeah, it was all, it was cool to have like all of us together and just, we went to a coffee shop down by your old condo and I had a grilled cheese or grilled lobster grilled cheese sandwich at fucking like 8 a.m or whatever <laughs> uh because i'm i'm fucking weird and i like to just try random shit at random times i Sounds don't fucking gross. know it, it was honestly good but they didn't like completely warm it up so like i bit into like one part and it'd be like cold or like mm. not cold but like not hot and i'm like ah but i went back to the place because they have so many different kinds of sandwiches i went back on friday and they had like a chipotle pastrami breakfast sandwich fucking bomb dude it doesn't sound good at all but man it was amazing uh mm. but yeah work was cool you know i went to like one of my stores on because i you know i obviously ordered cases to put out and i went there yesterday morning i'm sorry friday morning i don't know what day it is now and like my display was taken down so i had a display that was like 100 cases or something and it was like, completely taken down and replaced by beer for the weekend for memorial day which totally makes sense i understand like no one told me and then i ordered like 40 other cases to put on it put on it mm -hmm. so it's like that shit's kind of annoying because it's like you know why can't people tell me about this shit or else i wouldn't have done it it just creates more problems i guess but i have to deal with it on tuesday yeah so that's what it is so my my response to that situation was i was irritated but honestly like i did my part i was very consultative i let everyone know that needed to know from what i was to, um, from my understanding so at that point, I literally just threw my hands up and said, fuck it. I'm going to do what I can and make sure everything's represented so I can help sell through the weekend. And then, you know, I came back because the manager wasn't there yet. I went back at like 730 and then I called him because he was in the office, you know, from one of the phones on the check stands. And he just said, yeah, he's like, hey, man, like I didn't know we were doing this or I didn't know the refills were coming in. So I learned, you know, to even let him know, you know, about everything, even though I already let two other people know, including the store manager. Um, so yeah, that was a interesting situation to deal with. It was just kind of unfortunate, but it's a, it's a lesson learned. And, you know, that's a part of the work life is you're always going to have these challenges that come up and you just got to find a way to navigate through them and, you know, be more proactive next time. Um, so yeah, on Tuesday, I'll be putting all that back out, hopefully. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, work was cool. Good work week. Uh, you know, this week coming up, I have today off because this episode comes out on Monday. So I'll have Monday off. And then I have a general sales meeting on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I mean, work's been great. Just really trying to uh, kick ass, man. Just trying to really do good at that for as long as I need to and then move up to the next position, which is district manager. So do you find, question for you, do you find that, you know, going to different stores and working with different people and merchandisers and stuff like that that you do, you find that a lot of people just really on all levels and all facets kind of just don't communicate well, like at all. Oh yeah. I think the communication is horrible and it Why is, our... is that because I deal with it too. Like, you know, I mean, I can literally be on the phone with somebody and they just, they either don't ask the right questions or, or they just don't, you know, speak their mind. No, I think it's more of people. I don't think it's that at all. I think people just don't give a fuck. Like they're like, oh, I'll figure itself out. This? 
Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with people speaking their minds. I think it's more of just people like, oh, well, the situation will, you know, figure itself out. Like, they'll, there's mm-hmm. someone in the store that will take care of it. And it's like, no, like, we need to fucking take care of it. Like, I'm here talking to you about it. You know, let me yeah. know who I need. I'll go talk to the who. Like, I don't give a shit if I have to go talk to a, the receiver or someone else in the store. Like, I will let them know what you said. And then if they have a problem with it, they can come talk to you. Like, yeah, I always try to be as proactive as possible um communication is just key and just trying to make sure that like people understand what you're doing is important because you don't want them to not understand it and then you do it and they're like hey what the fuck i'm like nope we talked about this so i just think uh yeah it's always a challenge for sure and that's why you know our goal you know to be a sales rep is like to just find out who are the key you know uh people are for each account you know who are the decision makers and kind of just follow through with that. And then just something I naturally do, which, you know, I think everyone should just anyways, it's just, I say hi to everybody and everywhere I go and get to know who like has any kind of pool or has any kind of say or who's helpful. Um, But I still say hi to fucking everybody. I don't care if it's someone cleaning the floor. So I just think it's like my responsibility to be like when people walk in, like they know what I'm there to do. They know, they already know what I'm there for. It's never a surprise or anything like that. Mm -hmm. i think like that's our responsibility as a vendor going into a store but i think on the store level though yeah a lot of it's just like ah fuck it someone will figure it out and yeah it's pretty irritating to be honest uh because yeah i don't know it's just irritating but um yeah Yeah, so you know no i'm just trying to i was just trying to ask (laughs) ask what uh what you think on some stuff you know I, I, it's hard to find a way to talk to people sometimes that they understand and you, you know even when you which i always do because i want to make sure i'm coming across properly is just like you know does that make sense do you understand it whatever it is that we're talking about and um you know um i don't know dude it just becomes a whole crazy you know, mindset, you know, you try to try to find out what works for people, right? Because everybody's different, right? We all learn different ways. And um, this is something I've been kind of dealing with being in the role I'm in and trying to motivate people and, you know, learn different people. So it's just communication has just been one of those things that on all facets, whether I'm talking to an owner or a general contractor or my installers or somebody in freaking Tennessee, you know, we all need to, or I always try to do my best at that, but you know, it's been, it's been tough at some point to, uh, to get that done. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of ask like, what, what's your, what's your take on communication? The other thing I find that's difficult is, uh, you know, hiring people and uh, trying to get the right people in the right positions, you know, uh, you always hear like, oh, I mean, in the last like year or two, or maybe just the last year, oh, nobody wants to work this and that. And it's like, dude, you know, Andrew's been trying to hire some people and he, you know, hopefully he's got some, you know, some new blood, but it's just one of those things to try and navigate. And it's hard too when you haven't been taught yourself you know, you, you get a promotion and it's like, okay, here you go. Good luck. Yeah. But you know, you don't get, you don't get the, you don't, you get like one key to the castle. You don't get the whole key set. So you're trying to figure out how to unlock these other doors 
you know, I don't know how you, how you were kind of promoted and trained if you were essentially, but um, I think they kind of, they had a little time with you and you learned and you wanted to learn. That's the other thing too, finding people who want to learn and not be, not just kind of shut down on, on things. You know, we hired a guy who, he was willing to learn, but, you know, he was a little intimidated by me for some reason. Uh, I try to be, you know, very uh, easy on him and, you know, I don't want to be yelled at. So why would I want to yell at my guys? Nothing like that, you know? And uh, I ended up trying to find out how I could do, how we could utilize this person in the best way possible. And the best way I could do it was to move him to a different department, uh, which currently he seems to be thriving in so you know i think it kind of worked but yeah. uh which is great for him and then i'll still be able to utilize him and train him so it's just a weird like i said it's a weird you know thing being a leader and a manager and trying to learn different people and different mindsets and stuff so and like i said communication is one of the biggest things that i've had difficulty with not myself because I don't have a problem talking to people, but getting the right uh, reactions and the right words out from people. And so that's why I ask what you're kind of, what you're dealing with. Cause you kind of have, cause you, you know, you talk to a lot of different people, you know, and you're talking to the the boss, the assistant boss, the receiver, and then everybody else in that store. Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Not only to do your job, but also to just be, a good example of, a, you know, I guess a person and yeah, I guess a human being. Yeah. yeah I mean, I find so fun. Well, it's funny that we talk, you know, we kind of chuckle at that, but it's the truth, dude. You know, people are, it's just a weird way that the, I guess society is becoming right now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I pride myself on making other people happy and actually I'm not perfect. Like I, at home, like I don't care necessarily, like, I don't know how to really say it, I guess, but like I'm at, I'm in my office right now. Right. You know, I don't necessarily care about the outside world at this current moment, Hmm. but when I'm in the outside world and I am a functioning member of society, I do my best to be a part of society and, and actually ask people how the fuck they're doing and how their day's going. How's life, you know, how's work been, you know, just actually be human with these people and don't be some sales robot. Right. So like, no one wants to hear you come into their store, which is, you know, I always call it their house, which it is right. That's where they're at work. It's the place they run. They don't want to hear you going in there going, hi, I'd like to talk to you about this wine today. How about you go fuck yourself? So what I do is I go in there, I introduce myself, you know, try to slowly build up that relationship, explain who I am, but ask them about themselves and their experience with the company. Cause usually once people find out that my experience also comes from, grocery as well i have a pretty good way in with them because i already Mm. know what they're talking about uh, or i could explain it to them just as they could to me so just for like most of my retailers i just you know i I really just ask them how they're doing and i ask them like is there anything i can help you out with today just try to be helpful to them before i get to my business because ultimately it's about building that relationship with the person to better their store which initially if you do that, it builds your business anyways for the company. So it's just everyone wins. So that's usually my approach is to make it about them and their store, which will naturally lead into it being about us and our business. So, I mean, that's just something I've done, but when it comes to like communicating with people, when I'm doing a presentation, so if I go, Hey, you know, like, you know, you know, one of our brands is the pink Whitney vodka. So I'm like, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about doing something here with your pink Whitney. You know, it looks like it's one of your, it's actually the number one flavored vodka 
in the country right now. And it looks like it's doing really good in your store. I actually have some custom Barstool Sports POS. I actually have a Barstool that I painted red. Here, let me show it to you. So like, not only are you explaining the sales to this person, sometimes I'll have scan data because I can go look up in their store computer how much they sell. I'll even print that out. So I have the scan data to show sales. I have the POS, you know, which is the point of sale, which is something to decorate a display with. I have the partnership. I have the, the, the statistics that it's, you know, the number one selling vodka in the country uh, flavored. Uh, you know, when you bring all this to the table and you show people types of displays that we've done at other stores, mm -hmm. pretty much everything is there for them to really kind of go with it. And I always have a game plan of like, so if I'm taking over a spot, I have a game plan for where the other stuff that exists is going to go. And that's something that I kind of pride myself on because I think other people don't do that. They'll go, hey, I'd like to put this here. Oh, but like, where's all that beer going to go? Oh, I don't know. Wherever. And you don't, I don't have to find a spot for them, but finding a spot for them shows like, oh, like he gives a shit about my store. Like he's still trying to find other locations for existing product that's already on the sales floor. So it's just... Well, they're probably more inclined to work on what you're saying if you've already brought an idea. I mean, I tell my people all the time, like, you can call me with whatever. I would prefer you had called me with another option. You know, if you can't do something, what can you do? Right. So that's what you're doing is you're saying, okay, well, hey, I'd like to put this over here, but you have all this Budweiser or whatever beer over here, you know you know, our stuff's what you're like, exactly what you're saying, like our stuff's selling, love this, that, and the other thing, and you're going to make more money on this or however you're wording it. But you also have this open spot over here that you can move this beer in and I can build my gigantic, beautiful barstool sports display or whatever. And if more people are more responsive to you leading them with uh, an answer to your question almost, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you're selling them or, or, or duping them or whatever you're helping. But you know, if you come to me and you said, Hey, you know, I want to put all my stuff right here. Well, I have all my, my, my stuff's right there already. Yeah. But I'm going to put my stuff there. That doesn't go well. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, you're my old boss used to say, you, know, you got to see the train wreck before it happens. You got to look down the tracks and see what's coming before you get there. Right. Yeah. And that's what you're doing is you're saying, okay, well, exactly all that stuff right so i wanted to ask you too before you keep going like you can answer however you want i i just i know that you're obviously my little brother and this and that but you know you've always said that and to a degree i've seen it actually no i have seen it you are different in work versus home personally why do you think that is like realistically i mean yeah, not it's, that you, it's kind I, of a weird it's not thing. That you talk to people differently. You know, it, I don't know what it is. You can answer it. But I mean, what I'm saying is like, to you know, it's almost like, oh, you know, I'm getting paid to do this. So I'm going to try harder <laughs> or like, what is it that, you know, or is it just like you actually literally like what you do? Although I can't say that because, you know, you really didn't like who you were working for at Glacier, but you were uh, very attentive and very. Um, into what you were doing when you were on site with a customer or something. Yeah. Is it just like, so what is it? Like, what do you think it is personally? What is it that you change and why do you, I guess if you were for the lack of better term, like care more about one thing than you do like your personal, I guess, or whatever, like why, what do you think it is? 
Dude, I don't know. Like, I think about that a lot. And we kind of talked about this with our cousin Sal like a few mm, weeks ago. Yeah. And like it's not a like, bad thing. It's just no, like... it's not, but I, I kind of don't like it necessarily because my my I think my thought process on it's very weird, but like I don't have anything to prove to the family. Mm. Like I, I feel like all I'm here to do is prove to myself. And what I what I think I need to do to myself is when I walk out the door to this house or walk out the garage door, like I need to see if I can better the world. And it, it, even if that's literally like one person that I made mm. smile, that means everything to me. That means mm. everything to be that better person. And then, yeah, my company signs my checks. You know, they, you know, I'm allowed to pay for my bills, you know, um, you know, these last six months. And I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but like Lauren, one of my bosses, you know, she's really vouched for me like crazy. And, you know, I got promoted in November or October and then I got promoted again in March. You know, like it's just this whole job is like I didn't have family that got me this job. I didn't have friends like I literally just applied for it. My resume spoke for itself. And thankfully, I was allowed to get an interview and get in, you know, get myself in the door. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a massive sense of pride there and not like a ego or anything. I just like I'm very grateful that, you know, I like what people see me in that job is the person I want to be and it's who I am. But yeah, for some reason, like at home, like I say stupid shit, I, you know, uh, probably could be a little bit nicer. I, I don't know. I find myself more aggressive at home, but I kind of said it and I think you might've been, you know, um, helping miles out with something yesterday, but like the way I talk to Nana, sometimes our grandma, like, it probably comes off very rude and it's, it's something I'm trying to work on. Cause I don't mean any disrespect to her. I love her so much. And she's just such an amazing human being. But I think like right now I've been like struggling cause I struggled with it with our grandpa. Like, you know, when you see these people when you're young and they're, I mean, granted our grandpa had an accident and he had a cane and stuff, but he still was a badass doing yard work, you know, <laughs> doing a, you know, working on wood and shit, you know, making hampers for people or napkin holders, paper towel holders, just this beautiful work that he did with wood. He's mm-hmm. a craftsman. And I see like what our grandma used to do. She used to take care of all five of us, you know, when it was our, us three brothers and then our two cousins, Cheyenne and Jarrett were over, you know, she fucking basically babysat us like it was nothing all weekend. And then, you know, you just see where people get when they grow older and it's been wearing me down, I would say. And it makes me impatient and it sucks because I'm trying to work on it. Cause that's, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to my elders, but like even our parents, like just some of the shit they say or the way they think it's like, I think ultimately my problem is I think people in life don't change around us. Mm-hmm. And I think I've tried to do the exact opposite. I've tried to change. If someone legitimately critiques something about me as a person, I, I really do consider what they say. And if it's something that I do end up agreeing with, I try to work on that as a person. I don't think just because you hit a certain age, that's who you are forever. I hear a lot of people say that and I think it's utter bullshit. And unless it's like literally like a, you know, dementia or something, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, I just think it's kind of a hard question to answer. Cause I'm now I'm just kind of beating around the bush, I think, but I don't know why I'm different outside of work, you know? I think ultimately though, maybe this will help too. Like I I do care about what people think about me. I really don't know why, to be honest. Cause like, it's not going to like. You care about what your coworkers and strangers think about you. Yeah. Like I, like, yeah. Like I remember in like high school, like I always wanted to like be liked by everyone and shit, middle school, elementary school, 
all my jobs. Like it was just this weird thing where I just wanted people to like me. When like when people see me, they're like, dude, that fuck, that's Ryan right there. Like, I don't know why, dude. Yeah, but if they're strangers, they don't know you. They but, don't even know your name. But also, like, who gives a shit? Like, if they're like, well, oh yeah. my god, there's Ryan there, like that's not gonna do anything for my life. You know, if something was to happen tragically, it's not like that person's gonna be there going, mm. dude, I gotta be there for him because it's him. Like, it's just mm. a weird mindset i don't know where i get it from because it like i i literally laugh at myself if i ever think like oh that'd be cool like no that's not cool it's stupid um i just think uh i don't know like it's it's weird to talk about because our family's amazing i really think they're i think we've been blessed with a great uh, upbringing but i think there's cracks in the upbringing that made me who i am or make me feel the way i do about family and stuff you know um Mm -hmm. And, and how I perceive them though. I think it's, it's who I, how I perceive stuff. Like I've talked about on the podcast, how I wish, you know, it wasn't so, you know, um, negative to like video games and stuff growing up or have a passion for that kind of stuff. Cause I just felt like I didn't push myself enough because I was too busy. Well, you weren't pushed. Well, I, I, even then though, like I should have pushed myself. Like I should have taken, I know, the- but I know, let me just stop you real quick. You weren't pushed. And I see that now, you know, not to be that person, but I see that now having kids. Yeah. They have interests. They show interests. And if you don't attach yourself to those interests to push them into those interests, then there is no, like, then you're failing them. That's how I see it. Uh, You know, Miles is into this. And guess what? You know, I try to uh, nourish it and, um, whatever you know but on the flip side he does the same he looks at me and he sees you know me watch football and he wants to watch or he talks about it like he 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 gets it's so stupid but it's the truth you know if you don't show interest in people or your children or this or that you know it's it's hard for them to to continue to have the interest you need and, and you know you weren't pushed you just weren't yeah, um, and when and 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 the negativity, it's not. I don't want negativity. Sounds a little harsh, but it was really more of like, like, nah, that's that's not a good way to go. Or, or yeah, I just think it was more of a glass half empty kind of outlook towards anything that I yeah. liked. You know, it was it wasn't even just like you know our family. It was like you know growing up and all you know all of school. Well, it's the world. It's not just yeah, yeah. It's the world. You know, I would say in some aspects it's our family, but even like growing up through uh, you know elementary school, middle school, and then like freshman year because it did it did eventually stop. But mm-hmm. you know, I was bullied. I was picked on if I liked something. You know, like I just I felt like I could never be who I want to be. Like I always felt like I had to be someone else. And so do, you, so, do you think that that's why you have to be somebody else when you're in public? And I think I have to be somebody else when I'm at home. Cause when I'm at public, mm. I'm ha- I'm happy. I'm that's who I, that's who I am. Like who, when you see me in public, that's who I am. Like, this is who, the person that I want to continue to grow up to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and hopefully like, even with this podcast, I want to help people. I want to, I just, I want to give back what some of my favorite things have given back into me. So when I'm in the world, I do my best to be a good Samaritan or just stranger on the streets. Like I, I do say hi to a lot of people or I, I don't know, like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just, you know, at, at home, I'm like, I don't know. I think, it, I think ultimately our families, you know, I think every single person could say this about each other. Like, I don't think it's really a knock on anyone, 
we also have ways to like really tick each other off. Like it's nothing like everyone knows how to get under each other's skin. Even even if they're not even trying, like we all just have things that bug Mm -hmm. us about each other. And so when, when you're a tight family, like we've been for so many years, it's like, yeah, there's just these little quirks that like piss me off. Like even yesterday, dad didn't even mean it like this, you know, but like we were talking about the whole farmer's market, how there's the tents right there at the mall. And then mm-hmm. to the right of the TGI Fridays, I was trying to explain to none. I'm like, well, it's, I think it's a different one because they're normally in front of the Barnes and Noble and TGI Fridays. And it's an actual farmer's market. And then mm-hmm. we, all three of us and then mom got involved. We're get we're all going back and forth and basically bickering and arguing about this. I'm like, what Over the nothing. fuck is going on? Like, I was just trying to explain to Nana because, you know, she's getting older. You just kind of have to explain things better to her. And I, I don't know. I like to explain to people. And yeah, like it just turned into this weird thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm-hmm. So I just think at home, I wouldn't say I'm on edge either because I don't think that's true. I just I don't know, man. When I'm at home, I just I guess I just don't give a fuck to be completely honest. And I, I don't know. I don't think that's right. I'm not even saying I'm right. I just, there's something about like being at home and I don't know what it is. Cause we, 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 we tried talking about it, you know, three weeks ago or whatever. And it was a really awesome conversation. I just, I don't know. I try to catch myself. I can tell you that much. I really do. Um, you know, I try to be as nice and respectful. It's weird. Like I love my family to death. I really do. I got to do anything for you guys, but I do find myself being a dick for no reason. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You well, know. it's, yeah, it's hard. I almost wonder if, you know, we're to a degree, like too involved. Well, I think subconsciously me personally, I think like, I, cause I don't think about it like this, but clearly there's something there for me to act a certain way. Mm. I think there's resentment a little bit in me mm-hmm. that, you know, like, I don't know. Cause like, I look back at my life a lot. And I know you're not supposed to, and I really try not to, but I still find myself doing it regardless. And maybe we all do it like a lot of regret on like things I should have done. I could have done differently where I could be in life right now if I had done things different differently. But then I tell myself like, well, who would I be the person that I am, the person that I'm trying to be? Would I be alive, dead? I mean, dude, it, it gets like super deep in my thoughts and stuff. And I, I, and, um, I really try to stop doing it because the more you look at the past, you're going to stop living in the present because the past is done. You know, you just got to keep moving forward and making the best of every day. And so that's pretty much my head or my headspace in the last year. But, yeah, I, but say- I mean, I don't think you're wrong to think, you know, yes, I agree with what you said, but I also think that depending on what it is, right. Um, you should think about and look into the past is, and you will, you know, there's a, there's a high potential. You have a kid and guess what? You're going to do what you thought was not, um, what you wanted for you. You're gonna, absolutely. I do it now. And Chris does it too. Yeah. 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 Think about it. I mean, you know, whether Chris listens to this, this or not, you know, I think that there's one thing I could pinpoint right off the bat where it's like, he always said personally that he thought he was, um, you know, came down on harder by dad, whatever, because he's the first. Yeah. Which he probably was, which he probably was. But then think about this. The flip side to that is he's more lenient with his children. Would you agree with that statement a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Not, not like he just lets them do whatever the fuck they want, but he is more lenient with them. So that's what I'm saying. So yes, you know, you learn from your past and you, you live in the present and you want to continue to grow but you also won't forget that these things and it, depending on whatever life brings, 
you know, you do use and you will, um, you know, bring that stuff back at some point. And again, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, that's what we do. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, sometimes I think of the simple stuff in life where like people are like, Oh, like, what do you like? And like, sometimes I'm embarrassed to say, I like fucking halo, like it, like, or things that I like, because I was told mm-hmm. that I should grow out of it. Or I can't, I can't like this stuff from society. And stuff. I mean, things are very different now, obviously, yeah. but yeah, like sometimes till this day, like I'm embarrassed to say, I have a fucking bookshelf right behind me full of like some of my favorite halo collectibles and stuff. And it's like, I shouldn't have to feel that way. Mm. And, and I don't think it's anyone's fault anymore. I think it's my fault for doing it to myself, but it's just like a whole thing. And I, I think there is some resentment in there uh, or some, I don't know if you call it resentment, but you know, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just, it's rough. Mm-hmm. I get through it every day and I, I fucking cherish our parents. I'm sure could things have been done differently. Well, anything in life could be done differently. Um, I still think they did a killer job. And I do look back uh, at a lot of things that they've said to me growing up and they, they still apply to me today or I go, or tomorrow something can happen. I'll go, Oh, that's what dad was talking about. So like, it still happens. Um, so I yeah. agree. I agree with what you're saying. hundred um, percent. You know, life, life is it's, itself is just fucking nuts and it's always a learning experience. So that's, that's pretty much my headspace is I always try to learn and, you know, be more positive about anything I can in life. Um, and it, it's been, it's been amazing for me lately. So, yeah. Um, well, it shows. Yeah, no, I, I'm very, I'm super appreciative of everyone and their compliments and um, everyone seems to be really, uh, I mean, the amount of people who've noticed it and said something to me is, isn't really nice. Cause you know, no one has to do that. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's something I don't take for granted at all. Um, I just, you know, I, I just hated who I was growing up, you know, like you and you and Chris would do the yard outside and I would stay in the bed and play my Game Boy when we're here at Nana's because I already knew you guys were outside. So I'm like, why do I need to go out there? And like, it's just such a terrible mindset. So like, I've had this mindset since I was 18 where I would try to do right by Nana and Gipa and mom and dad as an mm. adult. As an adult, so I'm still still feel like I'm working on that today. But yeah, it's just there's. I mean, when you really like sit down and talk about it, there's so many things that I look back at in my life and I'm like, damn, I wish I really did that different. Like, you know, recently when I was. I was thinking about Gipa and stuff. And, you know, when he was in the hospital and they took him to the ER, I knew he wasn't coming back. Like I, mm. I, I knew he wasn't because that whole week before he went to the hospital, was just terrible. I've never seen a human look like the, the way he did and, and how his body was just, you know, turning off essentially. Cause uh, I guess no one knew his kidneys were failing. I don't know how that happened, but um, I thought it was smarter to, I didn't think it was smarter. I just thought it was the more, it was the right thing to do is a more respectful thing to do. Cause obviously the hospitals were crazy, you know, uh, the emergency room, you can only have so many people in ICU or wherever he was towards the end. So I thought it was right after me and him said goodbye when he rolled in there, which is really tough to think about. Um, I thought it was the right thing to do to let everyone else see him to let his kids see him, you know, Dunga, Kevin and mom. Um, so I didn't see him before he passed away. Mm. And, uh, like that's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is just like, like, should I have done that differently? Like I thought I was doing the right thing. Cause you know, whether they were here or not, you know, Kevin and doing good, obviously mom love, love keep, I mean, everyone loved keep up to death, but I thought it was the right thing to do. Cause those are his actual kids. Mm. And I had been living with him and getting him through whatever we could, you yeah. know, taking him to his doctor's appointments and, you know, putting him in the bed uh, and everything we did. So I, I kind of like look back at that too. And, 
sometimes I just tell myself like, you really got to stop looking back at stuff though. Cause just some of it can't change and all you can do is learn from it. So yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword of looking back in the past, to be honest, even with our collectibles. Right. So like you sent me the, du- <laughs> you sent me the double dash on offer up, which is a good deal. It was a really good deal. Um, same price as it was when it came out back in the day, but I'm like, I don't fucking need that. I also mm. had it like three times in my life. So it's right. like, it's a, it's a real struggle out there, man. Thinking about the past and shit. So, yeah, we'll have to dabble in maybe a past a death conversation because I I find like a like a you know when losing a loved one like it's yeah t- just it's tough for you how I mean, to deal with um because I find is- that that's I find personally that that's something that I I don't look back on um interesting and and think to myself like oh I should have done this like I think what you just said was like the right thing to do. Oh, um, okay. Thank you. Was it, was it the best thing for you? Maybe not, but I think it was the right thing to do to give the people like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we, we, we were always over there, like every week oh, we were over there. So yeah, we've spent yeah. time. Yeah. Was it always the best time? Maybe not, but did we always a lot, the best time, you know, usage probably not, but we, you know, we spent time and personally myself, I don't like to, um see people in a different state you know i like to remember what they used to be and that's how i deal with it um i don't feel like i've had a ton of personal loss i mean gipo was the biggest one for sure um just because he taught us he taught us so much and you know he's our grandpa and this and that but I just feel like I deal, I deal with it differently, you know, as opposed to like our dad who, you know, continuously brings up him and his, um, his dad, now that they're both gone, you know, yeah. he wishes he had somebody, um, a father figure. He, you know, I think is what he says, but now he is the father figure, you know, he is that guy. Um, and to me, I feel like, yeah, you know, you're, again, everybody deals with this stuff differently. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like, for me, it's like, dude, you're the guy, you're the one that needs to lead your sons and your grandkids and your wife. Not that he isn't. I'm just saying like, that's how I see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you're going to dwell on everybody in the, in the past and stuff like that. And, you know, of course, anytime somebody passes away, however it's done, you know, it, it just, it, it sucks. But you know, I feel like you're doing a disservice if you're not living your full life, your full potential, thinking about those types of things or those people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't want, like, if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't want my kids to just stop living or my wife or you, like, I would want them to continue to move and to grow and, you know, yeah, think about me occasionally, but don't dwell on me, you know? I mean, it's just, that's just what I, that's just how I see it. I mean, I don't know. I think, I, like I said, I think I treat death and, and, and loss differently than I um, do with than other people. Yeah. So. Well, I think the, you know, the thing is too, for me, that does have like a little bit of regret, I would say is, you know, pop up, you know, Cecil. Um, mm-hmm. He's not our biological grandpa, but he might as well have been, mm-hmm. you know, his, his outlook on, you know raising grandkids and stuff was completely different than you know nana and gipa and it was just 
as a kid and as a young adult, it was hard for me to understand like his thought process and like what he, what his goal was and what he was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he would leave, you know, college papers on our front door at our house and stuff. But I'm like, well, where the fuck are you at? You know, yeah. or, and uh, you know, I just didn't see the bigger picture with him. So like, you know, when his time came, you know, and that one, that was a little rough for me just cause like, you know, obviously you and Chris hung out with him a lot more than I did. I don't feel like I did though. Oh, I, I don't know. It's always talked I mean, about. It's kind of a, you know, whatever to say. I just don't feel like I, I don't feel like I had the relationship that, you know, maybe Chris thinks he had and, or maybe you think we had or something like that. I mean, I just, yeah. did he do some awesome things? Yeah, absolutely. Am, am I sad that he's gone? Yes, absolutely. But you know, it's, it's hard for me to go pinpoint like a memory, you know, of like, Oh, that was so fun. Or, Oh, I'm, you know, wish we could do that again. Or, you know, yeah. But I think it's kind of, it sucks. Um, I agree with your statement of, I, I felt like it was really kind of weird too. Now that you bring it up, like, Oh, coming by the house and leaving paperwork, but n- not stopping to say hello. And like, how are you doing? Hang out or whatever. Yeah thinking about that that's that is different um so i mean the biggest thing for for me when it comes to pop-up would be not utilize being able to utilize him in my current state because he was so smart with money and investing and um you know obviously college professor and this and that not being able to utilize him when you need somebody right now um in the process of like just growing and being older and more responsible with money and stuff like that, he would have been the best person to utilize. I think yeah, you know, that I know or knew. Um, so that, that kind of is a, a, you know, a regret that I wasn't able to get the time and I wasn't old enough to, to potentially u- utilize him. Um, but, you know, it's just, everybody has, everybody's going to have a different way of quote unquote regret with a, a person of, you know, somebody they lost. I mean, but again, I just don't think that's the, that's the way that they would potentially want you to, to move on and, and uh, remember them, if you will, and kind of, I don't know, treat them. Yeah. I guess I'm not getting my webcam back. Cause it's just, I've been fucking with it this entire time. And nice dude. I just see master chief's butt. Yeah. See the master cheeks. <laughs> it's flat master cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just think, uh, yeah, death is a hundred percent different for everyone. And honestly, I, I pretty much have the same policy as to ultimately just celebrate their life and, and just remember the good times and remember that they would also want the best for you. And that is living your life and trying to always better yourself. So every time I go to in and out, I think of Gipa, mm-hmm. get a double, double, you know, he fucking loved in and out. That was the only fast food place that man loved. And it was awesome because mm-hmm. we, we only went when we did stuff around the house or, you know, mm. on Saturdays is the only time he got it. So like, it, you know, and then I remember, but like, it's those, yeah. And it's those little things like that. That's what you should be doing, you know? Yeah. That's how you should remember people. I agree. Not just whatever dwelling on, Oh, I miss them. Or, Oh, I wish I could have told them this. Like, you know, you, you had a chance, you could have done this, that, and the other thing, but use the, the good chance, the good uh, memories that you have, or, or even if it's, you know, I don't know the bad memories, but just remember that stuff. And um, I think that's the best way to kind of, um, yeah, you know, just 
remember him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like only recently has the whole, you know, the whole geep thing come up where I'm like, damn, like, did I make the right decision? But, you know, ultimately I, I do think I did, you know, it was the right thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, we saw Top Gun Maverick yesterday. Let's do something. Let's talk about something else a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brother. It's been kind of a deep that ass was episode. So good, dude. dude well, so this is why I want to talk about it because I know on it just works. I could talk about it there uh, on a regular episode, but I want to talk about it here so we can do like a full, you don't have to do spoilers or anything, but we can just talk about it. I think it is honestly one of the best sequels ever made in history because they had almost four, but 30 plus years in a break be- between the original and where we got with Maverick. And I think Maverick completely blows the first one out of the water, just mm-hmm. in almost every way possible. And yeah, I thought, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I just, I looked over at all of you guys throughout the movie. Cause we went with Jared, my dad and Eric here. And every one of you, including myself was like in awe of the constant stunts that they did. Everything that they did with the fighter jets, you know, just, if you didn't love aviation before this movie, you're going to love it afterwards because it's just truly remarkable that these fucking actors just got this training and at least did a little bit of the flybys and stuff like that's fucking insane to think about. Mm-hmm. And the movie's just so well done. And I think one of the things that, cause even the first movie did this too. So I feel like I can say it. Um, the stakes were clearly higher with this movie, like way, way, like just so much higher than the first one. But the only person that they're really fighting is themselves at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And I yeah. love that shit. I love it so much. And just the entire cast is perfect in their roles. Uh, just I think Hangman is the only one that was like too much like Iceman. I'm like, OK, whatever. Like they were clearly just trying to make another Iceman there. Um, but uh, what do you need to say something? No, yeah, I was going to say he he was a little he was almost just too much. I felt like for the most part, he was okay. His, his cockiness and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know, man, the movie's really, really fucking good. Like I, I'm, com- I didn't, I guess it's also because I didn't have any expectations to be completely honest, besides the stunts and the, f- the flying. Like I knew that they were doing more hands-on flying and that, you know, the, the very intro to the movie is like a one shot scene because, or it's a one take scene because the flyby over the Admiral in the very beginning, when he's testing that, trying to go to, you know, Mach 10 Mm -hmm. um, and he's right there at the entrance to the base. Yeah. They actually destroyed the set filming that. So they only did it in one take because that's all they could do. So there's just a lot of really impressive takes and shots. The cinematography is just mind blowing. Um, Sounds good. Um, yeah, so it's just a really good movie, and I wanted to bring that up to you. But like, what are your thoughts on Top Gun Maverick before we wrap the show up for the day? I I honestly just thought it was amazing. That's why I kept trying to like talk to you about it. I'm like, wow, like what the fuck? Like the dogfighting was awesome. Just the the camera angles were amazing. The story was good. You it's, know, yeah, I felt like they utilized the nostalgia in the right way. Yeah, like when he starts when when they were at the bar and he shows up, he looks just like his dad, just like the movie in 1986 um and he plays he actually you i I thought right off the bat he was going to play the song which i'm i I believe it's great balls of fire i know that's the lyric i'm not sure if that's the song um but they didn't initially go and say that um and then they throw you know they throw him out and then they actually start playing it 
and he, it's not actually like they really don't get in there and, and start showing it it's kind of like they're showing the point of view from tom cruise's character maverick maverick of like remembering yesterday type thing um i just thought it was done really well i didn't think the the nostalgia was too much i thought they utilized you know Iceman in the right way um all the characters the new characters were good um i want to see it again honestly I, I just thought it was really really good um yeah, it was amazing you know maverick i mean tom cruise is he looks like he's been given the bloodline uh lifeblood or something like that he still looks great uh miles teller was great i, I mean everybody was really good so yeah. um definitely i'd give that one like a nine 9.5 yeah 9.5 for sure because I mean, uh, it is I, a lot I'm of nostalgia to, but it was like it's done one, right yeah there was like one little cheesy part and i want to say it was really it was when they both were um down and they go get the f14 yeah that was a little cheesy to me um i thought maybe the the story could have gone a different way or the mission i guess if you will yeah but it wasn't like over the top either like it kind of made sense i guess yeah um, i mean they that, i think that's why this movie is so good though is like a lot of the stuff you, they do it's like all right i could kind of see it going that way yeah you know? so it's like yeah i mean that was the only thing it's like really there wouldn't be anybody it, you know they don't really say where they're at but you know there wouldn't be any other soldiers like seeing two people i know that it was real smoky and you probably couldn't tell the color of this color of the uniforms and all that but um that was the only thing that i could like call out if you will yeah otherwise amazing and in the other thing i noticed too is just real quick when they were doing like the g's and they're training to go up the slope and it might even happen when he does that um you know you could see his face because he's doing it whether he was in the jet or or in a simulated yeah you can see their face see like, his face like you know melting slope. like reacting yeah, yeah yeah so it's like really cool like I don't know. And like you said yesterday, I'd love to see a documentary or something behind the scenes. I'd love to watch all the behind the behind the scenes stuff to see how this was made. So uh, congrats to them on making such a badass movie, you know, 35 years later. Pretty much. It's a movie made with a lot of love. But yeah, I just want to talk about that real quick. Leave it on a light note. Uh, thank you, Eric, for being a part of the Just Working It Out series. It's been really fun to do this so far. I uh, can't Absolutely. wait to keep doing it. We'll have to have you back on. Yeah, we um, rambled on a lot, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it and we'll continue. Yeah, it's a creative process. It's all about you know fine-tuning it, but it's still fun. And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to most of it out there. So thank you guys so much for listening to the It Just Works podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Later.